concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall not go into them, neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after other gods. Solomon clave unto unto these in love, and he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For it came to pass, when Solomon was old, that his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, and went not fully after the Lord, as did David his father. Then did Solomon build an high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, in the hill that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And likewise did he for all his strange wives, which burned incense and sacrificed unto their gods. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would give us divine revelation this evening, Lord, that you would speak to us, Lord, that, Lord, you would really, that your word would really permeate our minds and our hearts, Lord, that we would eradicate with Holy Ghost fire every demonic altar, every high place, everything that exalts itself above your knowledge, Lord. And, Lord, we ask that, Lord, you would do a new thing in your people this evening, Lord, that you would breathe on us afresh, Lord, that you would bring all those prodigal sons and daughters back home to you, Lord. And we thank you for your word. We, we even thank you, Lord, for your warnings, Lord, for your word says that you are not slack concerning your promise, that it, it, it is your heart, Lord, that, that no one should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. Continue to empower your people to preach kingdom to the lost. And we thank you for what you're doing, and we thank you 
for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Good evening, my brothers and sisters, uh, for another segment of Kingdom Empowerment Radio. It is, again, uh, once again, a blessing uh, to be with you this evening. I am your host, Chaplain Kevin Graves. I'm with you every second and fourth Monday of each month. And tonight's topic is beware of strange fire. Beware of strange fire. I just concluded with first uh, reading First Kings chapter eleven verses one through eight. And tonight, I really want to talk about the importance of relationship, uh, also the importance of uh, keeping good company. Uh, not everyone that is in your circle uh, is really going to be with you, uh, let's say, uh, 5, 10, 15, even 20 years from now. Let me explain what I mean by that. Now, what if you're married? <laughs> Certainly you hope uh, your loved one, your husband, your wife will be with you. You made a covenant with that person. Um, we have to understand something. When God has called us, uh, scripture also says he who loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me which means that we're not to to certainly uh not honor our father and mother and honor our loved ones no that's not what scripture is teaching us but it does teach us the importance of keeping god first place and we must really examine this and is god truly first place and and, and are there times when 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 we have strange fire, when we bring strange fire before God in, in the form of uh, false doctrine, in the form of uh, our worship, uh, what, what, what is our mindset? Do we have a heart for the things of God? Do we have a heart for God's people? So uh, tonight I do want to expose uh, some areas uh, where a lot of us, uh, where, where we need help, you know, and, and, and we need to evaluate those who are around us, you know, Scripture tells us uh, with regards to uh, leaven. Uh, scripture says that a little leaven, a little leaven, excuse me, leaven is the whole lump. So uh, it is very, very important uh, 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 that we're careful who we listen to. And if it's strange fire, if it is strange doctrine, and you're unsure, then then certainly uh, you should examine it and make sure that uh it is in line with the word of god uh, i read first kings uh, chapter 11 uh, for a reason uh, uh, king solomon uh, the son of david uh, was a man after god's own heart and uh, you, you know it's amazing because the scripture says that solomon uh loved many strange women and you know here, here here's a man who uh asked the lord and 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 actually he was a man who loved strange women but interestingly enough if you read in first kings chapter three it says that he loved god and it says that he loved god so as scripture reads and solomon loved the lord walking in the statutes of david his father only here's the catch though only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. So Solomon, uh, in in all his wisdom and and understanding, uh, was in a way he he was wishy washy, uh, vacillating, if you will. Uh, uh, but he he was even though he had a love for the things of God, there was still a part of him. That would again, as the scripture says, burn incense in those high places. So uh, this is not the, the the character, or this is not the conduct of a man or woman of God. Uh, we're not to be vacillating about uh, uh, dancing or with a waffling, if you will, between both worlds. We have to choose one. We can't uh, uh, love 
thing, the things that are uh, not of God or the things that God is opposed to, and yet we love him. No, it doesn't work that way. We need to understand that the kingdom of God, my brothers and sisters, is not divided. It is a kingdom where God requires us to follow him wholeheartedly. Heartedly. We can't uh, follow God on Sunday, but then on Monday we're doing something completely opposite to, to his will. So this was the plight and this was the struggle of Solomon in all his wisdom. And, you know, when we look at the life of Solomon, uh, uh, it, he, he, was, he was a rich man. And so you say, well, yes, Solomon, yes, he was a man of wisdom. He was a man of riches, uh, which he actually did not ask God for, but the Lord gave him uh, uh, these riches uh, because of, again, uh, the fact that this was a man after God's own heart. And he didn't ask for riches, but uh, as we read in uh, Scripture, uh, the Word of God says that um, in verse 9 of chapter 3, uh, the Lord was pleased with Solomon's speech. Uh, he didn't ask for uh, uh, the, the the things of the world. He did not ask, as the, the Lord said, uh, for the life of his enemies. He said, Lord, give me thy servant an understanding to judge your people, that he may discern between good and bad. And And now it's amazing how we can go from – uh, 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 one extreme to another Where here's a man who, Who's been given this tremendous Responsibility He is the lineage of David And he has been given this responsibility To lead the children of Israel To, to be king over them And in his youth He, he said wow Lord th This is more than I can bear how could I do such a thing? So many people, uh, as he stated, uh, these people who uh, who, who are, are are great in number. Uh, how is it that me, uh, a mere child, can can understand and judge these people, Lord? So, Lord, you're going to have to do something, Lord. If if you want this to be effective, you're going to have to do something in me in order for your kingdom to move forward. So King Solomon asked, he says, Lord, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? So the Lord, uh, a loving and being pleased with his speech, the Lord says, because thou hast asked this thing and has not asked for thyself long life, neither has asked riches for thyself, nor has asked the life of thine enemies, but has asked for, thy, uh, for thyself understanding to discern judgment. That touched the heart of God. This is a man who did not want to do King Solomon. This was a man who did not want to to, to govern or to lead the children of Israel in his own understanding. He says, Lord, birth in me a heart of understanding, not my own heart, Lord, because if I do this in my own strength, I'm going to fail. So, Lord, you're going to have to supernaturally intervene into my life so that I don't mess this thing up. And I really, uh, uh, really appreciate and respect the fact that this man says, I am taking on this tremendous leadership role, and I can't do it alone. I need help. How many of our leaders we can say today, whether it be in Washington or within the house of God, is actually asking, say, Lord, help me to understand these people. Help me to discern and, and, and be compassionate and, and, and tender, Lord, to your people, Lord. I don't want to be irresponsible. Lord, you have given me a task. A task that in my own mind I don't I don't think I can fulfill. So Lord, you're gonna have to help me. And are we seeing this today in the house of God? Are we leaning on on God for 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 understanding, for compassion? Are we even asking the question, Lord? Wow, so vast the people. How, how can I do this? Or are we approaching and say, Oh, okay, I got it. I can do this. Because it's quite a responsibility. This was more, this was a young Solomon, mind you. And no doubt, in his mind, this task was daunting. And we see, we, we, we see the maturation. We see the young Solomon 
speaking to speaking to the Lord, having an encounter with God, and humbling himself and asking for help. And then we see his life begin to mature and we see him begin to to uh really come into what God has called him to. And as he goes on, it's amazing over time Somewhere along the way, he developed this love for strange women. My brothers and sisters, power and authority can be a very dangerous thing. It is very important that as God elevates you, and I'm speaking to everyone, not just our leaders, but I'm, te- but, but I, but I'm talking to church folk or even not in positions of leadership, or maybe who are about to be appointed to a position of leadership. Do not sleep on the power of being a leader. It is a tremendous responsibility. Do not take this on in your own strength. If if you are not careful, either two things will happen. Either the leadership responsibility will drain you, Spiritually and physically, it will demoralize you, or it will make you haughty, and you will begin to take on a different spirit. You will begin to take on a a familiar spirit, meaning you're going to begin to act out of character. That power and that authority will now get to your head, and now all of a sudden, you, you, you will be, in essence, the God instead of the servant, over the people. We must be extremely careful. When people are, 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 are pressing in and they're looking for answers and they're pressing in hard and they're leaning on you, then they're leaning on you from the left and from the right and they're saying pastor, prophet, apostle, what would have you, uh, we have to be very, very careful that we do not become a God to whom God has appointed us over. It is, I'm going to say that again. It is very important that we go to that mountain, that we say, Lord, I do not want to be God over your people. You are God and God alone. You do not share your throne with anyone. So, Lord, if there be anything in me that is beginning to rise up, that is beginning to, to, to bring about strange fire, Lord, expose that thing. In the name of Jesus, we come against every demonic altar and leadership. We come against every incantation. We come against every false doctrine. We come against every assignment, against the leaders, against the apostles, against the pastors, against the evangelists, against the prophets. Lord Jesus, cover your people each and every day, Lord. Cover them, even as they sleep at night, Lord, that you would minister to their hearts, Lord, that they would draw to you, Lord Jesus. That, Lord, they would listen to you in those dreams and visions, Lord. Lord, keep your people focused. Keep them, hallelujah, holy. Holy, because holiness is what you require. Righteousness is what you require. You have not told us to, 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 to take this responsibility on by ourselves. Lord, you have given us help. Uh, through your son, Father, Jesus Christ, and you have called us to call on him. For your word even says that, Lord, you, you, you would sanction angels, Lord, that you would send angels, Lord, to, to lift us up, Lord, lest we uh, 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 dash our foot against a stone. So, Lord, you have given us provision to, to, to complete the assignment, Lord, to do the assignment with excellence. And we thank you for what you're doing, Lord, in your men and women servants in leadership. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. So, my brothers and sisters, there is a strange fire in the house of God, and we must expose this strange fire before it it, it, it gets out of control. In many churches, this strange fire, what I'm talking about, a strange doctrine, a, a strange character has now infiltrated the church where, where now people who are coming in seeking sanctuary, seeking help, uh, they're, 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 they're coming away confused. They're saying, wait a minute, there's something different about this place and different, not in a good way. There, there, there's 
something that I cannot connect with. And let me tell you something. This that's what strange fire is, and and that's why when when we look at the the uh, son uh, the sons of uh, Aaron, and they brought strange fire before God, and they were destroyed. God, when we when we bring strange fire, when we bring this before God, in essence, what we're doing is we're taking something that is unusual. I want to explain what this strange fire business is about, is that in essence, when people are coming to God, they're, they're, they're coming not in the way in which he can connect with his people. In essence, you're coming in a different way. You're coming in an unusual way. You're, you're not coming the way of holiness. You're not coming the way of righteousness. And God is saying, I can't connect with this because this is not who I am. This is, for lack of a better word, this is weird. I, 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 I can't partner myself with this because it's not me. It's not who I am. It's not who I, who, who I identify myself as. So therefore, I cannot connect with this, and God calls it an abomination. So my brothers and sisters, this is why, again, holiness, it is holiness or it is nothing at all. And God will not partner himself with people who, who think they're doing the right thing in their mind, but in essence, they're, they're offering burnt, these burnt sacrifices that God is not honoring. And, of course, you know, this is a different time. We're not offering burnt sacrifices. But my point here is that we're coming to the Lord. We're asking him to intervene into our lives. We're asking that his presence would come. And, and, and many of us, we, we're invoking, okay, we're asking for his presence. But because our heart is not right, because we're not walking in right relationship with God, we wonder why, and we wonder why our prayers are not answered. And we wonder why we continue to remain in the abyss, why we continue to remain in, in, in the situations where because God is not honoring your sacrifice. He's not honoring your prayers because you're not in right relationship with him. So this is where, again, we must, again, examine ourselves. We must say, Lord, if there's any leaven in me, Lord, if there's any leaven of lust, Lord, that, that, that is keeping me, that is distracting me, Lord, I, I don't want this leaven. It, it, it's not it's not profitable. It's not advancing your kingdom. And in many cases, it is drawing us further and further away. And what God is saying to you, and what excuse me, what God is saying to us in this time, my brothers and sisters, is that he's called us to come back to him. He wants, he wants his prodigal sons and daughters to return. He wants us to get back to that place, that secret place, as, as we have spoken about in the past. He wants us to get back to our first love. He wants us to get back to that place when we first started, we, that place where it, it was God and it was everything about him. It was when Solomon said he loved God and he loved his statutes and he would pray and lift his hands up and he would pray to the God of, 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 of heaven and the earth and he would pray fervently. And God wants to get us back to that place. He, he wants us to get away from those idols. He wants us to get away from those relationships that are just draining us physically and spiritually. He wants to get us back into our prayer closets, get us back into right relationship. He wants to quench every dart. He wants to put out that strange fire in the name of Jesus Christ. And this is what he has called us to in this time, to, to, to lay down these 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 censors and and stop offering him strange fire and strange worship and strange doctrine because it's not of God. It is not of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And and, and it's amazing because you know even in Solomon's wisdom you you know you you were thinking everything that he has gone through and where he has and what lineage he is from, I'm, I'm, I'm sure uh, uh, he was well aware of the the the, uh, the the life of his father and the obedience uh, that his father had for God and his love for God. And it's not that again Solomon did not love God. It's just that again, you know, when we when we get to a certain point, my brothers and sisters, in our walk with Christ, as God begins to elevate us, 
as God begins to shift us into purpose. Remember, this, this, he, he was shifted at a very young age, King Solomon, into purpose. And when you are shifted into purpose, things begin to happen. We must begin to examine ourselves and to keep keep ourselves firmly fastened upon the things of God and not begin to shift in different directions. And because it doesn't take very much before you know it, next thing you you know, uh, uh, let's say you're a single uh, man or woman of God and, 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 and you want to get married and, and all it takes is for, you know, some, uh, in the case of a man, uh, a woman to bat her eyelashes and she's attractive and, and, and yes, yeah, she may even be anointed. And, and, and all it takes is for you to, to, to look in a direction and say, hmm, that looks good. And as men, we're visual. So we will see this thing and, 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 and begin to say, hmm, okay, uh, uh, this is my wife. And, and only to find out that, wait a second, yeah, I, I thought she was called, but uh, she's, she's, as, uh, she's in and out of church. She's not really serving God. There's an anointing on her life, but she's not really fulfilling it. And then you find out that, wait a minute, oh, she is involved in other things. And what's going on here? And, and, and now you're completely distracted from purpose, and now your focus is on the situation that is facing you every day, and you're saying, oh, my goodness. I, 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 and you feel that you're not moving forward. You feel like you're stuck. And let's say this man or woman is, is not a, is, is not praying as much as they should. And now you're in warfare, and now you need help. And certainly you would want the help to come from those around you, those close to you. But you find that this relationship is not making you better. It's not elevating you to the next level. You're not really growing, but in essence, things have come to a complete standstill, and you feel like you're becoming a spiritual dwarf, and you feel spiritually frustrated and trained, and, and, and you're asking, Lord, uh, is there more? We have to be very, very careful that the enemy does not stagnate or or, 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 again, put someone in our path to delay what God is trying to do. So, my brothers and sisters, it is very, very important that we, again, examine the relationships around us. It is very important, to God be the glory, that, that you begin to examine those around you Now I'm not saying now, Let's make this very very I want to make this very clear That We are not a haughty people We're not better than anybody Now when I say we're I'm talking about the men and women of God We're not better than anyone But what we have to be Because of the call That's on our life We cannot afford To have anyone in our life Who's going to hold us back we cannot afford it. Why? Because of the purpose of kingdom. Now, in the case of Solomon, because he loved these strange women, God in his mercy, he says, okay, because you have done this thing and because you have, you have burnt incense to, to these pagan gods, to, to, to the goddess Ashtoreth and Milcom and, and, and Chemosh, okay, and Molech, Okay, because you've done this thing, I'm going to now strip you. My God, I'm going to strip you of the kingdom. But because, or excuse me, for the sake, rather, of David and the obedience of David. I and mean, I know David, he had his moments too, Uriah, yes. But for the sake of David, I'm not going to strip you completely. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take away the kingdom and I'm going to give your son one tribe. So this was what God is doing. But why? Why did he do this? Why? Because God's kingdom is not divided. His purpose will move forward. That's why he says I'm going to strip you, but I'm going to give. Okay, I'm going to strip you, but I'm going to give one of the uh, one of the tribes to your son. Why? Because I still have a purpose for my children. So, yeah, you acting a fool and you're doing this and, and you're doing the complete opposite of what I told you to do is not going to hinder my purpose. Because guess what? I can use somebody else is what he's saying. 
So my brothers and sisters, we should never get to a place where we think God, okay, but oh, the Lord would never do such a thing. I mean, I'm called, I'm anointed. Uh, hey, don't get so far ahead of yourself that you think God cannot strip you because if it can strip Solomon, he could strip us. So with that said, um, excuse my passion, I love this. So I know I'm very passionate about this, but this is something really I, I, I really love to talk about because we, as, as believers, we have to really look at ourselves, examine ourselves. And, and, and this is me included. So when I say ourselves, I'm, I'm including myself in this. So don't think I'm only talking about those who are listening and, and so on and so forth. I'm included in this. So uh, that's why I said ourselves. So with that being said, I do want to open up the phone lines for any questions or comments. And, and again, tonight is uh, tonight's topic is beware of strange fire. Beware of strange fire. I will open up the phone lines at this time uh, for anyone who has any questions or comments on tonight's topic. If there's no questions or comments, I'll continue. Caller, you're on the air. Any questions or comments? If not, then I will continue. Amen. Amen. So, my brothers and sisters, this is the dilemma, or was the dilemma for King Solomon. And it comes down really to, as I said earlier, where is your love? Where is your attention? Where is your focus? As I read to you earlier, Solomon loved God, but also he loved strange women. So, really, what we must examine, what we must look at, is how deep is that love that you have for God? If you love, if you truly love the things of God, you will not hurt him. I'm going to say that again. If you truly reverence, if you truly love the things of God, and make it personal, go back into your life and look at, your, and, 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 and look at where God has delivered you. Whether it's a loved one who you've prayed for, whether it's yourself, think about what God has done in your life. Why would we return back to where we came from? Why would we return back to Sodom? Why would we return back to Egypt? Why, why would we want to go back to that dark place? Why would you want to hurt him when he loves you so much? How is it that, what is in us? What is in us? That we want to hold on to that thing What profit is there in Sodom? What profit is there in Egypt? That we would say, Lord, I know, I know, I know I seem ungrateful you, You've done, you've been so good to me You've delivered me And Lord, you, you, you've blessed my house and, and Lord, you've done great things And I've not only read about it But Lord, I've actually had it happen to me personally what is it in us that we that it's just not enough in some way? But I love that thing. I gotta hold on to it a little bit longer. I don't know how to get rid of it. Help me. What is in us? But you know, and in that, it's amazing. God is still merciful. More merciful than I think any any one of us would ever be if the situation was in reverse. If we were in his position and he was in ours, how merciful would we be? So this, 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 this God we're referring to, this Elohim, Adonai, the, the, the names, the God of the God, the creator, the God who created heaven and the earth, he's not like any other God. He's not like any other God. Why? Because he's not a God made with human hands. He's not a God that is created by our own imagination. He's, he's not a God that, 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 that uh, uh, was created by some folklore, some fable, some fairy tale. No. He is the creator. He is the designer of the heavens and the earth. He is the one who created the stars, the moon, the sky. He is the one who created us. In all our intricacies, he's the one who created the, 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 uh, the trees and the, and, and, and the universe. 
He goes beyond our understanding. And to offer him strange fire when all he requires is holiness and obedience to his will. What is in us that we just we just need to remain in the pit? What is it about this fire that just, I like it. It feels good. And I have to look at myself as well. I mean, I said, Lord, it, it, it is, what, what is it? What is it? And that's why I brought Solomon's, uh, I had referenced King Solomon, again, in all his greatness. And, and in some way, you know, he, he wasn't satisfied in all his wisdom and understanding. And, 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 we, <laughs> and trust me, we have the Proverbs. We have an example. Of the Song of Solomon, which I recently uh, did a teaching on, and how this this Shulamite, uh, this young Shulamite bride, and, and and yes, when you read the Song of Solomon, and I, I I implore all the listeners to read the Song of Solomon. It is a love story, uh, but I will say. It's it's for mature audiences only, <laughs> and what I mean by that, do not read the Song of Solomon with a carnal mind because you know, it, it will take you to places where you shouldn't go. So again, read the Song of Solomon's, but it's only for mature audiences. Ask for divine revelation and understanding to what's being said because there's language in there that that uh, some people cannot handle. So uh, with that being said. It is a love story. It is a story of a bride. It is the story of a Shulamite. And if you if you reference the word Shulamite, uh, there's some conflicting uh, uh, arguments to what Shulamite mean uh, means where she came from, so on and so forth. But this was a a a a, a beautiful bride who was black in color because the sun had made her so. And this beautiful young woman, okay, caught the eye of King Solomon. Now, this was a man, mind you, that had multiple wives, okay? Wives that turned his heart away, mind you, from the things of God. And this particular Shulamite was a, 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 a if you uh, 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 do the research on the word Shulamite and where it comes from, uh, it says that uh, the word Shulamite is peaceable, Peaceable and perfect So what God is requiring Is a bride that is peaceable and perfect So this, and if you read a little further This particular young woman, okay was, would, would, would search She would get up out of her bed And you can read Song of Solomon, uh, chapter 3 If I'm not mistaken, how this young woman was in her bed Late at night, and she could not sleep And in her bowl, she would go out she would get up out of her bed in the middle of the night and go look for him and go look for this, this love of her life. What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with uh, beware of strange fire? My beloved, are we searching after God with that kind of boldness? Remember, a young woman, okay, getting up out of her bed in the middle of the night, walking the streets, mind you, probably wasn't very safe to do that at that hour. But do we have that same desire, that same uh, fire, okay, if you will, in a good way, to seek God? Do we have that same determination to seek God and say, look, I, look, I don't know everything, but I need this Savior. I need this God because you know what? I, I don't have nothing else to fall on. I've tried everything. I've tried this. I've tried that. I've gone here. I've gone there. And, 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 and in the end, what does it really mean? What has it really? What have I really accomplished with all of this? I need this because this, this lasts. This is what I've been searching for. This is what fulfills me. This is what gives me joy. Not this, not the other thing. It's what, and this is what King Solomon was referring to. When you read about the things, the vanity, the possessions, the material things, it's all vanity. God is not a God of vanity. He is a God of worship. He is a God who, who loves worship. 
He loves the praises of his people. He says so. So when we come to him, we can't come to him any old way and think that it's okay. So this God of worship, which he loves and he adores, if you want a real experience with God, get into his presence the right way. Say, Lord, I don't know everything, Lord. Lord, if you're real, people say, Lord, I tried all gods. I've tried this God, Lord. I've tried that God. I've tried I've tried this religion, Lord. I've tried that religion. And I, and I hear all this about the the, the God of Abraham. Well, well, Lord, I, I, who who is this? Who is this King of Glory? Who is this God of Abraham? Ask Him. He loves these conversations. He loves to have these conversations. Try him for yourself. Try him for yourself. Seek him for yourself. Not according to the understanding of man, but seek him for yourself. Lord, who are you? If you're real, show me. I'm tired. Are you tired of the strange gods? Are you tired of the strange fire? Are you tired of going in circles? My brothers and sisters, have you come to that place? As a man of God, David Wilkerson said, he says, have you come to a place called sick and tired? If you've come to that place, Jesus is there with open arms. He says, come, come, come. I've paid it. I've paid your debt. It's paid in full. I paid it in my blood. And he's asking. He says, all of you who are burdened with religion, who are burdened with the trials and tribulations of this world, if you've had enough, come, come, and I will come into my bosom. Come to me, come to me, come to me. I will give you rest. And we can't come to God holding on to the old system. We can't come to him that way. We can't. We got to put away the old ways of thinking, the old systems, the old Religion and come to him in spirit. Come to him. Say, Lord, I need your spirit. I need your truth. Lord, the Bible says you're a spirit, Lord, and and I to worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord. What is that? What is worshiping you in spirit and in truth? Show me who is your spirit? What is spirit? We show you. He will take you to a place where you've never been. So my brothers and sisters, while it is yet day, come to Jesus. Put away the the idols, put away the strange fire, put away the 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 religion the way uh mama do uh, did it and and daddy and 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 and, and Seek Jesus for yourself. There are many that say, well, oh, this is the Jesus that I've been taught to know. Okay. But have you, have you called on him to know him in the spirit? Have you called on him to, to say, Lord, this is what I've been taught. This is the Jesus I know. Why? Because this is the Jesus that my culture taught. This is what's been passed down from generation to generation. I don't know any other Jesus. 
But once again, have you known Jesus? Yes, you are the Messiah. Do you know him in spirit? What do I mean by that? It says so in the book of Revelation, chapter 4. I'm going to read that, that portion of scripture for you. This is the Apostle John, book of Revelation, chapter 4. The word of God says, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet calling with me, which said, Come up hither, come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne, and he and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow around about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. So what God is saying is in order for you to receive what I'm about to show you, you can't remain where you're at. In order, if you want to know me, you have to come up hither, come up hither. So in order for us to know Jesus in the spirit, we cannot remain on that same plane that we're on. What he says is you will have to come up hither in the spirit, and I will begin to manifest things to you that you never knew. I will begin to manifest things to you that, hey, uh, those around you never even told you about. So he's saying the best is yet to come. Yeah, you know, you have a little bit of knowledge about who I am, but I want to give you so much more. I want to show you so much more, my brothers and sisters, of who I am. If we want to know, if we give him an opportunity, so do you want to come up hither? Or are you happy with what you know? Are you content being where you're at? At this time, I want to open up the phone lines for any questions or comments. Uh, we have approximately uh, approximately about uh, maybe 10 minutes or so. Uh, remaining in tonight's program So I do want to open up the phone lines For any um, questions or comments If there aren't any Then I will just continue forward Caller, you are on the air On Kingdom Empowerment Radio Again, tonight's topic is Beware of strange fire Hi, uh, yes, hello um, I, I have a question I, I'm calling from Georgia And I, I'd like to know I was listening to you And you were talking about Solomon's wife what was the strange fire within her that caused her to have an unrest and to get up to go looking for him? I'm sorry, what was your question again, ma'am? What was the strange fire within Solomon's wife that caused her to have mm. such an unrest at night and then to go looking for him in a dangerous, you know, in the, walking in the night, which you said was already dangerous, but what caused her to have that strange fire? What was on her mind? Was it distrust or was it... Um, worry or what was it? Why did she do that? Oh, oh okay. Um, with regards to the young, the Shulamite bride you're referring to, and the Song of yeah. Solomon. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that she had strange fire. I would say uh-huh. it was more of a yearning within her. Mm-hmm. In fact, let's go there. Let me go there. Um, okay, let's go to. Let's go there since you. Uh, since you brought that up, let's go there. All right. It's in, uh, let's see, so, yeah, Song of Solomon, uh, chapter 3. And the word of God reads, By night on my bed I sought him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. I will rise now and go about the city in the streets and in the broadways. I will seek him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. The watchman that goeth about the city found me, to whom I said, Saw ye whom, I'm sorry, saw ye him whom my soul loveth? That's the question. It was but a little that I passed from them, but I found him whom my soul loveth. I held him and would not let him go until I had brought him into my mother's house and into the chamber of her that conceived me. So the one word that stands out quite a bit here is this was this was a love. Her soul loved. Okay. Uh uh and this is why she went out searching for her for her for her lost love. Now I would say 
and how we can use this. Now, I I see this in as many ways to to look at this particular scripture as again a perfect bride in search for this lost love. Now, I look at this as an, as an example. In my opinion, we are that Shulamite in a sense where we are searching. We're in many cases we're looking for love. Why? Because God created us. He created us that way. So I wouldn't say she had a strange fire, but she had a longing to find this love. And being that God created us to be relational, there are many of us who, who who are searching for meaning. We're searching for love. Why? Because, again, as I said, God created us to be this way. We want to love and be loved. So here's this. And, and you can even put yourself in there. You can say, Lord, there have been times when I've I, I, I've been searching. And I haven't been able to find what I've been looking for. But when I found it, it's like I won't let this thing go. I, why? Because it, it, there's meaning and there's substance and it's profitable and I don't want to let it go. Now, in many cases, unfortunately, you can say that it, uh, God has been that. And in many cases, it has been uh, tangible things. For some people, it's money. And they will do anything because of that love, okay, uh, of money, they will do anything to obtain it, including kill people. So, uh, again, uh, what burned in her was this longing, was this this inward desire to want to find this 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 love, and this love of God. Again, I I, I even I'm going to put myself in this. Uh, there was a time when I was going to and from and here and there in search. And not until I, 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 I came to a ministry uh, uh, that worked on me personally, that began to expose some areas in my life where, where I needed help and where I needed deliverance, that I didn't finally say to myself, I'm done running. That's it. I have found this love. I have found the love in God that, that no man or woman could possibly fill. So you may say, well, my father loves me. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. My father loves me, my mother, yes. But no, no question. But the love of God transcends human understanding. So I hope I was able to answer your question. Again, it wasn't any strange fire in her. Let me make that, let me make that perfectly clear. In her, there was a longing to find her long-lost love, which she was able to connect with. So I hope I answered your question. Yes, you did. Um, you did answer my question. I, I have one more question as far sure, as Revelation. Sure, so um, in Revelations, it is said that in Revelation, it's the uh, days of our last days. What exactly? Because there's so many signs and so many things to look for mm. in Revelation. Sometimes right. it's it's um it's kind of confusing for for younger people to understand. What is a better way to to bring revelations to the understanding of the young people of today. How can we make them, as an elder myself, how can I make them understand? Because the mm-hmm. words are, you know, written in, in, in Bible form and biblical form in different ways. You know, you have different right. versions of the Bible. What is a plain way to let them know mm-hmm. about revelations and to get ready to get their mm-hmm. souls prepared? give themselves to Christ, have them as their personal Savior. How can we do that? Well, we can say watch and pray, and a lot of our young people have been keeping up, I'm sure, with their current events. Um, you know, we, we see the situations, uh, whether it be overseas, North Korea, uh, there are signs in place. We can give them the spiritual biblical answer, and that's good, uh, but it, to put it to them in a way in which they can understand um, we can say that, uh, you know, as you said, as you see wars and uh, rumors of wars, we see that there's different earthquakes and uh, 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 these natural disasters uh, that are taking place. Uh, we can say to our young people, these are the signs that are in place. Right. Uh, the, this is what Jesus spoke about in the scriptures and in, in Matthew's gospel. Uh, so in, in a way in which they can understand because, and then also it's all, it's also important too, that when we study the Bible, 
and we sit down with our young people that that we we give them the um, and of course, the ages uh, vary too. You don't want to explain this to like a, a young child; they're not going to understand anything about Hebrew, Hebrew understanding, and Greek. But we put it in a way in which we make it very, very clear that the things that you're seeing on television, and the things that you're reading about in the newspaper, and you're seeing all these terrible things happening, this is what Jesus was put, uh, was speaking about with regards to the beginning of sorrows. It's not the end yet, as he said. But what we're seeing, is he's, what he's telling us, rather, is that we need to watch and pray. We need to prepare ourselves. So how do we prepare ourselves? He gave his disciples a very specific instruction. He says, uh, I believe it's in Mark, uh, Mark's Gospel uh, 16, where he says, go and preach the gospel. So we have a responsibility as, as, as leaders, elders, uh, and also parents to teach our children the importance of the gospel, the good news of, of speaking to your friends and telling them about Jesus. And, and, and uh, the Bible also says that Jesus would endue us with power. That means when we are endued with this power, that means that the Spirit of God is now operating in and through us to do what? To bring healing, to bring deliverance, to bring that demonstration that God is with us. So, when people are seeing the 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 the, the, the uh, change, when they are seeing the demonstration of the power of God, so they're not just reading about it, which is good, but they're also seeing a demonstration of the power, which is the ministry of Christ, where He was able to yes speak a word, right? But at the same time, Jesus went about doing what? Healing and delivering. So that was his ministry, and that is the ministry today that we're supposed to be doing, and it's about kingdom. So um, in plain, simple English, let our children, don't be afraid of what you're seeing. Don't be terrified by it, but just know that we're fulfilling the scriptures. This is what Jesus spoke about, and we need to prepare ourselves by watch and pray. Okay, what does that mean? That means that we need to be attentive to the things of God, paying attention and doing the work that we're called to do. Amen. And Amen. thank you. My pleasure, and thank you for uh, joining us tonight on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. And uh, uh, please call again. Thank you. I will. Thank you. God bless you. So, my brothers and sisters, on that note, it is approximately 7:59 p.m. Uh, I'm with you for one hour. Um, I just want to conclude by saying thank you, Dr. Ganny, and uh, your, your husband as well for allowing me to be a part of Kingdom Empowerment Radio. It is truly, as I always say, it's been a blessing. It is a, it is a privilege to serve God. It is a privilege to be kingdom-minded, to, to serve God as, and, and to advance his kingdom. This is not something that we should take lightly. This is not about church, and I'm not against the church, but what I am for is kingdom concept. How do we advance the kingdom? How do we get the name of Christ out there? What do we need to do? And there's no time to waste. As, as the woman of God was saying, uh, you know, how, what do we do? I mean, we, to our children, we speak to them. There's no time to waste. We need to do everything within our power to make sure that this gospel, this gospel of God, reaches the world. And with that being said, uh, I do want to uh, give you my, uh, for any additional questions or comments, uh, please feel free. You can email me at pkwgraves, my last name, at gmail.com. That's pkwgraves at gmail.com for any additional questions or comments on tonight's topic or any topic for that matter. And um, again, tonight's topic, the uh, way of strange fire. Uh, has really blessed my heart. I hope it has blessed you as well. I hope you came away uh, 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 with new insight and wisdom and revelation. And, and just to, again, uh, my brothers and sisters, stay focused. Stay focused on what God is doing. Do not get distracted. Do not allow in for any man or woman or, or, or circumstance, situation. Do not allow for anything to come in and, 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 and to pour a, a, a leaven, if you will, into what God is doing. So, with that said, God bless you. It has been a pleasure being with you uh, this evening. And again, this is Chaplain Kevin Graves with you every second and fourth Monday of each month. God bless you, and have a good evening. Bye now.